You are listening to 4 Raw from 4 Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. again this is Salah gets the step very very unlucky not to find a way through that's a flick for Arnautovic Matip only half sees him off Arnautovic with the effort it's a wonderful effort as well that's an outstanding save from Liverpool's goalkeeper here they go again it's in it's Emre Can for Liverpool and West Ham just completely switched off inside their own penalty area Oxlade-Chamberlain shrugs off Kuyati. still going and it comes to Salah brilliant in the blink of an eye Mohamed Salah finds a way through oh, Liverpool are off again Adrian comes again and it's in for Liverpool it's Roberto Firmino who's off celebrating again And they're off here with Antonio. And Arnautovic is in the middle. And West Ham do have a goal back. Liverpool looking for a fourth just to really put the game beyond doubt. And Sadio Mane doesn't provide it. Robertson's made another good run. Here he is now. And Sadio Mane. And he has got his goal now. It's another picture book Liverpool goal. From one end of the field to the other. Jürgen, it had the ability to be a, a tricky afternoon, but it was a well-deserved win for your team. Yes. <laughs> and they came in the dressing room and I thought, can this day get any better? It's hard as we won. Well, yeah, that was cool. So, yeah, no, it was a fantastic game and um, we really played in a few moments. Wow, great football. They're really flexible, fluent, um, aggressive kind of angry, full of desire, I, I, full of passion, I, I really loved it. Best, best thing of all the things I saw was our counter-pressing. It was so difficult for, for um, West Ham to, to deal with that um, because you cannot, you cannot come through all the time with all, each pass, with each offensive situation. This is 4 Raw 
for Raw is an official podcast of Four Fields of Anfield Road. We are at www.foresight. That's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com. A great international community of Reds. I'm your host for the show. My name is Joe. And once again, we have Team USA back online. Say hi, Aaron. Yo, yo, I'm here. Good to be back. Good to be back. Good to have you. Say hi, Critty. Hello, everyone. Welcome from South Carolina. Say hi, Stan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Hola from Morristown, New Jersey. And last, definitely not least, say hi, Cameron. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? We're all doing great. It's been a great result for us over the weekend. Um, some other interesting results also to talk about in this show. Um, but once, uh, well, what, what one thing is, is clear. Stars are indeed coming closer and aligning. I'm going to give each of you guys two minutes to give your own um, wrap up and view um, about the results, uh, our results over, uh, over West Ham 4-1. I'm going to kick this off with Aaron. Yeah, just just beautiful, man. I'm running out of superlatives for this team. Um, I It's been a while, personally, since I've seen a game where I, I literally couldn't really fault anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who maybe I could, they, they kind of straightened up. One would be maybe Emery, and everyone knows I love Emery. Yeah. And um, he made a mistake or two or whatever, but he he was really good today. Um, probably could have had a couple more assists, but got a goal yeah. um, from a set piece. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just really happy, really happy. It's, it's a beautiful time to be a Liverpool fan. And um, I'm just happy that we were able to go away uh, um, and, and come back and, and, and do well. All that time off, I think I think sometimes leave some of us supporters a little worried. Yep. We're going to bounce back okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, we more we more than did that. And, you know, West Ham was always going to be a somewhat tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, just because. Because it's Liverpool, because it's West Ham. We know what it is, but we handled okay. them. We handled them. Your, uh, okay, your your star of the game. Shout out. Ooh, see, again, that's tough. Um, I'm going to go Firmino. He continues to just show okay. his his fight, his dedication. Yep. Um, muscling guys off the ball, getting goals, whatever. Yeah, Firmino for me. Okay, um, Critty, your two minutes starts now. All right. Uh, yeah, it was a really comprehensive, complete performance. Uh, the offense moved well. Could have easily scored eight, nine goals. I'm not even being. Um, I'm not even. I'm being very conservative with that. It could have. This. This is one of those matches yeah. where the link-up play and the movement of the players on in the attack was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, very first uh, offensive attack, really yeah. off the go. Uh, Salah hits the the post. Uh, that's one nil. Two minutes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, it hit the post. But I mean, these are all opportunities you have to look back on and say, "Well, that was close." I mean, we got four. How many could we have gotten? Yeah. Uh, Andy Robertson, fantastic, superb, yeah. absolutely a gem yeah. in this match. Yeah. Uh, he's assisting. He's he he's his his confidence and his chemistry with the team has grown exponentially over the past two or three months. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it's at the expense of Alberto Mourinho, but. I'm telling you, it's at the expense of Alberto Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's just how it goes. Uh, you know, um, Peyton Manning goes down, Brock Eiswaller comes up. That's a football analogy from the United States. But yeah. that's, you know, it's it's next man up. It's next man up. And Robertson has absolutely answered the call. Yeah. And, you know, you, you look at the you, the only person that didn't get any play in this one was uh, Wijnaldum. And it's because he wasn't in the team because of uh, sickness, illness, whatnot. And, yeah. But everybody just looked great. I mean, it was a complete performance. Yeah. Uh, the one goal conceded does not bother me at all. Yeah. Um, this this is this is club uh, heavy metal football at its finest. Yeah. 
Um, lots of great points in there. Uh, David Moyes actually said after the game that he's he was full of admiration for Liverpool's attacking trio, um, as he's, he basically felt that they were overwhelmed. Um, he said that it was a it was a challenge for him to try to figure out how to stop the current front three. Um, and he said that it's actually better than any combination of attacking and offensive players that he's ever ever faced um, before. Um, and this, don't forget, this is a guy who's faced SAS as well um, uh, before when he was uh, Everton manager. Um, okay, Stan. Uh, where do you begin? I mean, uh, the, the thing that I wanted to highlight uh, in particular was just the runs being in being made and behind yeah. uh, the, the back line just time after time after time after yeah. time. Uh, as we discussed come, uh, before coming on, yeah. uh, just you could tell when goals were about to be scored. You could see it. You could, mm. you could, I, I have now reached the point to where, all right, I know Salah's in the box. He's one-on-one with Cresswell goal. Yeah. Before he even nutmegs him. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Bobby slips by a defender. Oh, goalkeeper makes a mistake. Uh, 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 Adriano, whatever the hell his name is, yeah. uh, keeper makes a mistake. Bobby scores. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could tell. No, uh, you could just tell. Uh, shout out real quick. Reverse jinx. Uh, Mate should have had a brace. He had the post. But <laughs> I, I strike once again. He scored. Uh, you let me know who you need me to come after. Uh, I will do that. <laughs> and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll get it through. But just like Aaron said, just like Pretty said, I, it's. It's a great time to be a, uh, a supporter of LFC, and just we're, we're peaking. I, I I I can't knock anyone. I I talk shit on Robbo again, but he had a hell of a match. And again, at the expense of Albi, Albi is more of a a red card waiting to happen. To be honest with you, uh, because he's a little wild at times. Robbo plays a controlled game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbo actually syncs very well with Trent in terms of how when to come up, when to fall back. So again, yeah. top to bottom. Uh, one to one to ten, one to one to eleven. Just yeah. perfect, perfect. Um, it's interesting. Before the game, um, uh, in the tunnel, uh, James Collins uh, was singing this song. So, despite Mane's uh, poor form, um, he has actually. Equaled his goal tally and assist tallies for last season. He's now scored 13 goals and made seven assists. And in his debut season last season, he scored the exact same number of goals, made the same number of assists. He had two more yellow cards last uh, last season than this season. But this is a guy that's off form. You know, um, you know this phrase: um, a rising tide floats all boats. So all the boats are floating, aren't they, uh, Cam? Yeah, it seems like it. Um, yeah, no, I was I was extremely happy with with uh, the performance of everybody. Yeah, um, yeah, Robertson especially. Um, I think he's really stepped it up. I think that's one heck of a uh, a signing for Liverpool. Only eight million dollars, and yeah. actually basically evened out to zero because we sold them Kevin Stewart for for eight million. Eight million. So yeah, exactly. That's that's a terrific business. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, again, the front three you can't you can't talk any any more about them. They just they just continue doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm almost at a loss for words for that. Yeah. But um, I think the the outstanding player in my opinion was was Ox coming back into the. Thank you. Thank team. you. Yep. Thank yeah. you. 
Okay. Yep. No, he, he his passing percentage was oh, I think ninety one percent. Oh, here we go. Pressing all like all of it. He was doing he was doing everything. Especially um, in that second yeah, half, wasn't it? Especially in that second say, half. Say it again. Especially in that second half. Especially oh, yeah. so. In um, second yeah, half. I think that when when he got the assist to Salah, just driving yeah. at the defense, holding people off, yeah. bodying, getting them through, it was. It was just a complete performance by Ox, so yep. that he's my standout player. Yep, yep. Um, was that not a beautiful turn? That was just beautiful. I mean, I know he was falling to the ground. It was just beautiful. I, I'm amazing. sorry. I'm sorry, Aaron, amazing. but I, I, Ox is my shout for man of the match. Uh, you know, uh, uh, David Moyes was obsessed um, with the threat of Salah, which is why he actually chose two left backs. He chose Aaron Cresswell and Patrice Evra, okay? Um, <laughs> because of, 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 of the threat of Salah. Um, and they, they, seem to, they seem to make a game of it um, prior to the game. Actually, I was quite surprised that they were, um, they had some intent. Um, they had some chances. They didn't, they didn't put them away other than, other than the one by Antonio. Um, they, they certainly didn't seem as if they were set up um, to, to uh, as a, you know, the defensive block like other teams uh, before them. Um, so, I mean, I, some kudos to them in, in that sense. They came out to play some football. In fact, actually, there was some nervousness. It's like, you know, uh, we were trying to probe for that first goal. And before uh, Emery scored that um, Melwood rehearsed set piece, we scored from a set piece, guys, firstly. Oh, my yeah, God. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Right. And um, EB. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was still like people like saying, oh, okay, uh, we've got to keep this tight or what. But I was saying that, you know, honestly, it was just a matter of turning on the tap because once that goal had gone in, the tap was on. Um, and uh, it showed that we did. In fact, actually, if I mean, we hit the post like what, four times, did we? Four, yeah, four. We hit the post four times, four times. This goal line so could have been a whitewash. Eight, nine goals, eight, nine goals. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, seriously. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Ox, my God, he he was seems like he seemed like a different player in the second half. He wasn't exactly that okay. He was okay in the first half, not particularly effective, but in the second half, boom, he just exploded. Amazing stuff. Okay, um, Aaron, think, Aaron, I want to ask you I about. I think it was uh, uh, yeah. in his ear. Hey, I'm sorry. I just I just think. Uh, that's Klopp's influence. I, I think Klopp has some sort of halftime magic yeah. where he knows what to uh, exploit going into the second 45. So yeah. Yeah, I think he put something in Ox's ear and yeah. he, he unleashed Ox. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about um, Karius. Okay. Um, Karius had, uh, he, he let in one goal, of course. I'm not sure whether he could have done anything about that one. In fact, it was. In fact, I felt it was kind of a Liverpool type goal that Antonio scored. Um, Aaron, um, is he doing his case? Um, uh, is his case for you know for cementing as number Liverpool number one stronger after this game? He's doing that and more. And I think Critty said earlier he's not bothered by the the goal allowed. I'm not really either, but yeah. I felt for Curious because I thought he's played a fine game. And I think overall we played a good game. Yeah. We had a little let up, and again, um, you know, Koyate did to Emery what Emery does to most players every yeah. every weekend. He muscled them off the ball. Simple as that. Yeah. And um, you know, it's one of those things. We, we do we do that from time to time. Um, but no, Carius, I felt bad only because 
I wanted a clean sheet for Curious because I think he's been working so hard. Um, a lot of people rated Arnautovic. I don't know who would do that. I don't rate him. He had a chance or two, but, you know, I think Curious was there. Uh, Matip was sleeping on that play. I don't know what he was doing, but yeah. he kind of yeah. let he kind of kind of just let Anatovic kind of just glide him across the pitch. I, 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 that's that's my thing with Matzip. Let me answer your question though. Curious, yes, great, um, cementing his place. Um, I'm going to continue to say we need a goalkeeper, but if he keeps in this way, I mean, he you can just look in his face, man. He's ready to just take this. He seems to be ready to take this uh, by the scruff of the neck and and be that number one, so that Klopp maybe thinks twice about. Well, do we need to? I think we will, but I think. It's his job to to, to kind of um, back Klopp's trust in him, if you will. Yeah. You know, Klopp's pretty much come out open and said, "Look, you're my man. Yeah. I brought you in. Mm. You know, sh- show us what you can do." And he's doing that and more. Even yep. if distribution's gotten a little better, yeah. Um, I'm happy with Curious right now. So yeah. yeah. Well, um, Paul Joyce from the Times tweeted that um, uh, Alison Becker from Roma remains Liverpool's number one goalkeeper target for the summer. Um, but the thing here is that um, I think they're kind of put off by obviously Roma's overvaluation of him. I think it was 90, is it 90 million euros or something? That's the, yeah. the, that was the price that was bandied about. But um, uh, uh, Liverpool are basically trying to ho- hoping that his agents will play a part in having, having Roma come back to a more realistic um, a figure and then they would come back then to the table for, for Nigo. Um, you want to know why Roma's got that high of a price tag? Salah. They're pissed that we took Salah for that cheap and he's doing... No, I don't understand. Why do they think that they that we shafted them on, on, on Salah? Did, he, did they actually think that he was this... You know, we made him to the player that he is in this season. He's performed... Facts. Oh, yeah. oh come Back. on. That's the thing. They're, they're mad that he wasn't doing... In their, in their mind, they're thinking, well, damn, you weren't showing out like this at Roma. Mm. Listen, mate. Okay, that, at Roma, his, his, his... Not anything else but that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, his his. But they don't even play that style of football there. They don't. They, no, his his don't. his well, last yeah, season, that's, that's, that's his last season in that's 2015, his last season at Roma. Okay, he scored 17 goals and 11 assists. <laughs> 17 goals and right. 11 assists. Right. This is the this is the season that he had before we brought him, and now he's gone from 17 goals to 31 goals. All right, let me jump in. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is under uh, Spalletti at Roma. And different system because nice. Spalletti is now at Inter. And if you look at Inter, uh, they're highly dependent upon two players in particular, but really one, Mauri Taki. But if you look at uh, Ivan Perisic, if you look at, uh, they're looking for goals from their uh, center backs like Skriniar. They're, 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 mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's, it's kind of uh, goal scoring by, by committee, uh, you know, right now with Icardi out. But yeah. they're so dependent upon one player. Well, with Roma, it was De Rossi. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's the number one guy there. Um, yeah. You have uh, an entirely different offensive setup, uh, mm. different formation, different uh, tactics, uh, tactical philosophy from Spalletti. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's unfair to judge uh, based on his production. Obviously, they think they got shafted, but it's Jurgen Klopp that really with the uh, tactical philosophy of, uh, his, uh, of this particular manager for Liverpool, mm-hmm. you bring out Salah's greatest assets and he's shown in full force you know what what those what those can do for you if you to, un, so to speak unleash the beast so yeah. you know Roma can um, they can get angry about it I mean I'd be pissed too if you know Liverpool let Coutinho go and then Coutinho uh, wins seven Ballon d'Ors in a row or something like that that's that you know that, that it is what it is though but if he fits Barca style better he fits Barca style better but Salah obviously is a better fit with his 
uh, uh, skill set yeah. in the Liverpool attack than he was at Roma. Roma was wasting him. And so, mm. yeah, I'm sure if it's, it's one of those purchases like, well, if you were to, uh, you know, kind of refinance the house, if you say, yeah, yeah he'd be worth, you know, 80, 90, 100 million. Yeah. Um, but we paid a fair amount for the production that Salah had in 2016, 17. Exactly. So Roma can really, they can just, you know, they need to shut up about it because it, yeah. they, they, they got the money. They got a fair market value. Exactly. So, What's that, Critty? What's that? Okay. Good, good shout, Critty. Good shout. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Now, what's up with Firmino's, um, Bobby's um, no-look goal? What's the theories on that? <laughs> That's his third no-look goal. Uh, can I, can as many I, goals as Bobby has scored all season, has he? <laughs> um, personally, I just believe that um, with the uh, whole uh, Holgate case being uh, admonished, like him being uh, cleared of all wrongdoing, uh-huh. I felt Uh-oh. he was... Uh, oh, boy. Oh, here... Uh, <laughs> No, continue, let me yeah. breathe, man. Let me breathe, man. Let me breathe, bro. All right, I'll just I'll, I'll put it out there straight, and then if I need to go, I'll go in. But I just think that because he was cleared of all wrongdoing, I felt like he wanted to show his ass uh, mm-hmm. against uh, West Ham, and it didn't matter who the who uh, who the opponent was. It just was, hey, listen, you know, I have this weight off my chest, and it wasn't like he was playing any differently. But you yeah. know, he need to show out. It was a perfect opportunity for him too. Okay. Um, keeper makes a uh, egregious error, you know, coming out to play the ball when he shouldn't have, and he knew he, the ball, the pace of the ball was just too fast for him. Yeah. Um. He, you know, so it's just you know, perfect opportunity, uh, no defender in sight. Nah, well, within reason, right? And you know, hey, I'm gonna show my ass a little bit here, and I love even the celebration he's showing. Like, hey, um, he's kind of doing the uh, the the El Toro, you know what I mean? Just kind of uh, sideswiping. He's sideswiping the bullshit from Holgate and Everton. He's side bullshit from the FA and I just felt like he deserved that moment Um, Bobby Bobby's emotion is what fuels the club and I know we're going to get into kind of you know something similar to that later on but Mm -hmm. just for that particular instance Bobby deserved that moment and uh, I have no problems with it at all I had a theory about I had this theory about his why he had this no look uh, kind of goal mostly he scores this no look goals when it's a certainty that he he's going to score, you know. How many times have you have you seen an instance where the player is is, is certain to score but doesn't? He fluffs it or he skies Alexis it. Today. Or... Alexis exactly. Alexis had a chance, clear out in front and just I don't, <laughs> whatever. Exactly. Whatever so I think he pulled Alexis. So my theory Alexis. is why he looked away looks away. <laughs> Uh, my theory on why he, he would look away when he's it's certain that he would score when the goal is just there, is that. Hey, I'm just taking myself out of it. I'm just going to turn my head and I'm just going to shoot. You know what I mean? It's like it's like to not psych himself up. That's my theory anyway. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, he does I, it. I I like that theory. Just like it, just he's like giving it to muscle memory, not overthinking it. Just Correct. do it. Exactly. Finish. Okay. Exactly. That's 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 the that's the point. Now, um, I say, I told uh, I said uh, Mane has now equaled his goals and assist tally from last season. Bobby. Bobby is one assist away from equaling his most productive season ever as a footballer since Hoffenheim 2013-2014. There's still some more games to go. So quite clearly, this will be his best ever career season for Bobby. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing stuff. And, and we've not even talked about Salah here. 
who is having his best, most productive ever season as a professional professional in top flight football. Unbelievable. Smashing it is what I said. Smashing it. Yep. Okay. Uh, a guy, uh, he, he uh, googled Salah, Firmino uh, and Mane. Um, and the first result was a Pornhub um, result, search result. <laughs> Mo, Bobby and Salah are the first stage, are the stallions that you'd gladly give your missus away to. Um, <laughs> so this is the first result that pulled up on his Google. I think it's probably reflective on the sites that he goes to rather than um, uh, being a, <laughs> a standard search result. Okay, let's talk about player of the season. Okay, and I'm just going to be basically just going to boil down to, to Bobby and Salah. Okay, um, I would like you guys to try and make your case for either one. Who goes first? <laughs> you go first, Cam. You go first. All right, it's it's it has to be Salah. I love okay. I love Firmino. I love everything he's doing. But um, in the in the end, it comes down it comes down to production. Okay. And um, I was I was looking at um, a list of Liverpool's scores of thirty plus goals. Since like 1962, 63, mm-hmm. there's only four people in history that have done that have done it, and I mean a couple of them multiple times. But um, he's he's now tied with Suarez's 31 goals. Um, he's behind Roger Hunt, Ian Rush, Fernando Torres, Robbie Fowler. Those are legends. Those are legend legendary people at Liverpool. And um, the thing is that is um, uh, even more fantastic than that is that his goals per game is above them. Some of those guys took 65 games, 57 games, 58 games. He's done it in 37. He's equaled Suarez's goal tally yep. uh, from 13-14, yep. and, it's, and it's February. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, he, he, I, I don't think there's an, even an argument. It's got to be Salah. Uh, Salah has obviously equaled Suarez's number of goals in his final season at Liverpool, um, but his assists tally is 12, um, if I'm uh, not wrong. No, nine. I thought I read somewhere it's 12. Uh, Suarez had 24 in that season. Oof. Phenomenal. A- apart from scoring 31 goals, he also had 24 assists. Mental, mental, mental. Okay, oh Stan, gosh. Stan. I want you to make a case for Bobby being the player of the season. What kind of argument do you bring up? Joe, how did you know I was going for Bobby anyway? Oh, my, my uh, Liverpool handle, my uh, <laughs> Twitter screen name or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, my case for Bobby. Yeah. Guys, listen, look. I don't care how many goals Salah ends up with this year. He can score 60. Okay. Fine. The point of... LFC club under Jurgen Klopp okay. was gentrepressing, mm-hmm. counterpressing. I'm sorry, we've seen matches without Bobby in the lineup. It is nowhere near. It is nowhere near okay. the same effectiveness without the false nine that Bobby is up okay. top. I, I I feel like it's every match. I'm, I'm sorry, every time I come on this pod, I I I'm not repeating myself, but I'm finding ways to highlight Bobby's attributes. I'm not a Bobby stan, I'm a genie stan, yep. but whatever. Yep. Bobby, I'll, 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 two, two, two main factors. Mm-hmm. His effort. His effort. The man is a tank. 
he plays in the midfield as he would the same as a striker and vice versa. So he brings that same mentality when he tracks back in the midfield. We saw it against we saw it on Saturday. Yeah. We saw him track back multiple times yep. into the midfield, create turnovers, and then now we can press forward with the possession. Yeah. Um the point of a counter pressing club mm-hmm. is to gain possession when you don't have it it's not necessarily to keep the ball yep. it's to go get the ball okay and with bobby spearheading that attack it is gorgeous so we are just without him in the lineup we are just missing that completely yeah um also his passing um his his chemistry with salah and Mane. it's just Mane and salah know when to make the runs now they know exactly where to go they know bobby is going to find them because of his iq and and his just experience and his tactical ability on the ball yeah we're not the club that we are we're not in second world whatever we we would not have been in second place this weekend without bobby in the lineup consistently as he is that's he's he's my player this season I'm wondering of uh, Bobby's 11 assists, assists, how many of those assists were for Salah? Interesting. Can't find the stats for that. Um, okay, Kriti, we know... Yes. Um, he is un- okay, Bobby is unlike any Liverpool number nine before him. Um, right. He's not like Ian Rush. He's not stealthy that way. Um, he's not like... Robbie Fowler, who's more like a predator, okay, a uh, fox in the box type of kind of player. Um, he's not like um, Torres as well, because Torres has this gear change in him and then suddenly shifts gear and then boom, he's past his man. He's, he's like none of that. Yet, you know, he's incredibly productive in so many ways and he's all over the pitch. Would you say that perhaps it's him that's making everybody else most effective? Or right. no, Salah still deserves all the credit for having such a standout season? Yes. Um, I mean, the, it, it comes down to these two players, but there's, there, there, there's so many. It's, you know, with a lot of stuff in football, there's these... Um, there's the the intangible things that just aren't measured via statistics or num- numerical statistics. It's about you know player movement. It's about uh, being in the right place at the right time. It's about creating space for your teammates. Yeah. Uh, you can become a sort of a uh, a deception. So you know you you, you bring the uh, defense out to and then you know maybe Salah Mane get to Rome, uh, and. That creates, of course, space when when your when your wingers get to roam around yeah. uh, the box. Um, he he does a lot more than just score goals. He scored 13 in the Premier League. He's actually scored one more goal uh, than Salah in the Champions League. He's also got two more uh, two more assists than Salah in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, so Firmino has been actually statistically our most productive player in the Champions League this season. That's yeah. numerical. You're entitled to your own opinion, but no one's entitled to their own facts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good. He, he, he has been. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um, but it's much more than that than just numbers with him. Um, yep. I mean, Stan made some excellent points. I'm not even going to tr- – I mean, he, he said it. He's, he's already done a, a very, very good uh, uh, sort of Roberto Firmino introduction. Everything he said plus the ice cream and the cherry on top. I mean, he's he's been 
much more important as far as creating space, player movement, setting his, uh, making everyone around him better. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said in that false nine role, yep. now, Liverpool's never really had that. As you said in the past, you know it's been a traditional, uh, a traditional number nine, um, and with uh, this particular player, uh, Klopp. You know, he inherited him. I, you know, I. The thing is, you know, it, it, it's funny. All these other players, he's kind of uh, going out and purchasing and, and building around. But you know, Firmino was one of the really big yeah. names that was there when he got there. Yeah. Um, what 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 a, what a what a jewel to find. I think he just basically took uh, a lot of the things that he knew about him from Hoffenheim and simply improved on them. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, if Salah, if there's any one knock on him, he he does one thing really well. And, you know, I'm not going to say that's it, but I'm saying he, he Firmino is much more um, important to the team because of the things that you don't see on a stat sheet. Let yeah. me put it like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, can you tell me? Uh, absolutely lovely. We can even have this argument because where would we be? Because these are two key players. OK, Aaron. So now we're at the end of the season. Okay, and you know, at the end of the season, we usually have the player awards and all these kinds of, you know, gala, gala kind of events. Okay, so you are going to give the award for Liverpool Player of the Season, Aaron. Who are you going to hand it to based on the games thus far? Yeah, it's no question it's Firmino. And while Cameron brings up a lot of great points, um, I think. You got to think about how, you know, Firmino is able to kind of part the Red Sea, if you, if you get what I'm saying. He's, he's able to make moves to to even give openings to uh, Salah, Mane, or whoever else. I mean, this guy is like a, the, 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 this amazing camouflage kind of – he was playing right wing the other day, yesterday. I mean, he was doing all, to, all over the pitch. Who else does that? Not in the Premier League, in the world. I'll wait. There's no other player that does that. If you look so, at the so, so in the world, like you, like, that's false like, right in the world. My yeah. bad, my bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you're good, because I, I know everybody's excited about this. But my point is, is Salah really producing this much without a Firmino? Is he? Mm, how do no. you say? No. Uh, no. Honest, honest answer, honest answer. Everybody gives an honest answer. Is, is he really producing like this? Fuck Firmino. In, in a system like this, under Klopp, is he really playing this well? Is he? On another team, is he is he is he doing this well? Not without the setup, man. No, right. so I Not mean, it's got to it's got to be for me yeah. though. And Salah's amazing. Obviously, I'd be an idiot to say he wasn't. But we got to, and, and again, we've had more to see of Firmino, and he's just grown before our eyes all these seasons. I mean, come on, like Firmino needs a little more love, I think, in general. I, I think he's very much well loved. I think um, it's it's also hard to answer your question as well because I think maybe the some answers we might get next season in Salah's second season. Remember the last show that we did, um, uh, Kriti? You said that if you 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 think it's going to be quite difficult for Salah to man- continue to 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 maintain and sustain this level of production for next season. So it's going to be a different story. But if he Absolutely. does, and and that's 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 for two reasons. One, because the numbers are so astronomically high and two you're giving the, the the rest of the premier league managers a whole off season now they know who you are they know what you can do and they're going to mm. defensively prepare for you so then mm. he will have a huge target on his back now everyone mm-hmm. knows that you know if if, if you have that kind of if, you, if, if they focus on you specifically which they have to because he's that dangerous your numbers are going to decrease and i'm not saying he's going to go to crap i'm saying 
if he only scores 20 goals next season, which is still a fantastic season, that's still less than he did this year. Still, you they may have um, uh, now pay more. They may pay attention to Salah more next season. Absolutely, they have okay, to. Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> but we have so many tools in the bag right now to hurt teams. <laughs> Absolutely. And to Aaron, Aaron's point, Aaron made a great point. So Mr. Firmino has played four different positions this year. Secondary striker, center forward, left wing, and right wing. Speak on it. Speak on it. And, you know, just a simple, just maybe a simple tactical change. Assuming, uh, okay, everybody's now alert with what Salah can do next season. Swap Mane and Salah. <laughs> just do that. It's a whole different story already. Now, we know, um, we know that uh, Klopp's attacking approach is actually based on overloading the traditional wide plays like Salah and Mane uh, pushing infield. Okay? So they place the pressure on the opposing centre-backs, especially if there are only two centre-backs in the team. In the, in the, in the, in the team. Um, and they then become overwhelmed. And then the two full-backs, they have space on the wings to, to push through. Okay, and then there's this guy Bobby there, that's doing a hell of a lot of fucking dirty work. <laughs> I mean, even look at games, right? How half the time I think I see him in the center center of the pitch, winning tackles. Yes. <laughs> this guy's a machine, <laughs> really a machine. I I have one I have one thing to say before uh, yeah. we move on to anything else. Yeah, there's there's no other team in the world that would have a, a player score thirty one goals and then have the debate about. Um, if that player is even player of the season, exactly. That that's that's how great that attacking three is, and I think that's just proof to it. So yeah, absolutely. yeah, you're on point with that one, camera. On point. Absolutely. Okay, um, guys, you have anything to, else to talk about uh, this game? It's a free free discussion. Anyone want to uh, anything Jamie, else? Jamie Collins was a jackass. That's, that's dangerous. <laughs> What's that's new, dangerous. right? What's that? <laughs> dangerous, especially when Stan is on the show. Wow! Super sub. Let me check in real quick. Um, yeah. Let me give a, a shout out to Robbo. I listen, guys. I I know you're not I supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to keep talking down. You know, we want him to keep. No, producing. no, no. I. I... <laughs> Well, he needs right. to come clean. He needs to come yeah. clean. Yeah, Thank you, Critty. Critty, thank you, Critty. Yeah, my guy, my guy, Critty. I, I'll take two seconds. He was amazing. That assist uh, for the money goal was fucking po- poetry in motion. Okay. Um, for the for the for the worth of that basically zero zero that gain as mm-hmm. far as anyone's concerned financially speaking. Yeah. Um. Amazing, just amazing, and the fact that um, you know everyone saw his potential—it's uh, better than Ali. I, I think I already said that already in the mm-hmm. pod. I just wanted to mm-hmm. take the time to apologize to all the Robbo fans and Freddie <laughs> and Aaron, everyone else, you too, Joe as well. Uh, I'm, I'm coming clean. I'm coming clean. You jinxed him now, man. You jinxed him now. So, so uh, you don't need to apologize, first of all, but. Did anybody notice how Robinson? Because a lot of times he puts balls in the box and they're kind of aimless. They're not really, at least that's how I see it. But today okay. he kind of he would see mm. something and say, "No, nah, let me pull it back." Or not mm. today, but yesterday. Mm. Like he oh, really yeah. was oh, a little yeah. bit yeah. more doctorial with it. You know what I mean? Like he took his time with it, and that's to me 
what the highlight is because this guy is clearly learning on the fly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's he, yeah. he's a mature dude, man. And that's we are set for years to come, people. I'm telling you. Like for fullback. He's turning the corner. We're he's good. Turning the corner. He's turning yeah, the you corner. saw that, right? Yeah, they did. And this is another thing, oh, to piggyback off that. If you look at this match in particular, this is off of a ten day layover. This is the time when Liverpool would come in and, and lose one nil to West Ham. Yeah. But if you looked at them, they were just they they have this. Uh, they're just playing. They're playing street football. Yeah. They're just having a good time. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the whole aura and attitude of the of the team mm-hmm. is just it it it, it 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 it's bleeding of success. I mean, it just really it it really really looks good right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. Um, before we go to break, just want to update on the under-23 game uh, with Stoke, where we won again uh, 4-0 um, at Stoke. Uh, Solanke scored a hat-trick. Um, the second goal that he scored especially was, was a beauty. Um, and if your name is Bobby, um, it's happy days because Bobby Arikanye from Barcelona scored a superb solo fourth goal. Amazing goal. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube or something. I'm sure it's up there. You, you can watch it. Okay. Um, another interesting thing about the game is Klein, Nathaniel Klein played 90 minutes. So he, that was his first match for more than seven months. More than seven months. Okay. Uh, and most importantly, we, we we scored four goals while we were wa- wearing orange. So orange is uh, my new favorite color right now. <laughs> so we should uh, keep wearing orange. Okay, we, uh, we are going to take a break right now. Um, but uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about Klopp's Liverpool. Is Klopp's Liverpool better than uh, Klopp's uh, Dortmund? Uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Great song, a nod to Stan, actually. Hopefully your girlfriend likes Motown. You said your girlfriend likes Motown, right? So hopefully she listens to this podcast as well, Stan. If if, uh, if I can get her to get off this uh, test, definitely. Yeah, no, she, as soon as I heard, I was like, yeah, she'll, she'll love it. She'll love it. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Kriti, you wrote a fantastic article called The Jurgen Klopp Era at Liverpool, a year three status check. Um, if you listeners, if you haven't already read it, you should go and read it. It's on our website, foresight.com, as I mentioned. Um, so you, I think it's probably gone to the second page right now, but there's a search icon there. Just type uh, three year, uh, uh, a year three status check and you will see this article by Kriti. Um, Kriti, I'm going to hand it over to you, mate. Um, you want to tell us, lead us a little bit about this article and maybe we can have a short discussion around it? Sure. Yeah. So basically... Um 
you hear a lot of the time, uh, especially from the uh, Klopp out people, about you know the patience that is involved uh, with Jurgen Klopp surrounding Liverpool and why we haven't won three straight Premier League titles yet. Okay. And I would argue that uh, those are coming. Just be patient. Okay. Uh, but it did not happen overnight with Borussia Dortmund, and it did not, and it ha- and it is not happening overnight with Liverpool. There has to be a build-up process, and there has to be a uh, sort of uh, chemistry and gluing together of the team. So mm-hmm. basically what I was looking at um, was to kind of compare the where I say Dortmund kind of started, which was 2010-2011, uh, yeah. going into 2011-2012, and then culminating 2012-2013 with the UEFA Champions League final, yeah. uh, which they lost very unluckily to an 89th-minute uh, Iron Robin uh, goal. Uh, and then compare that with um, – and, and the reason I compare this – is because in 2008, when Klopp took the team over, this was a team that was three years three years prior was almost bankrupt. Yeah. Um, Dortmund should not have existed. Uh, mm-hmm. They should be a club that is like Leighton Orient. They should be way down in the fifth or sixth tier at this time. Um, they dug themselves out of the hole. Klopp inherited a side that was uh, 13th place in the Bundesliga out of 18 sides. Okay. Um, uh, Sebastian Kale was really the only major name that they had uh, from the 2002 Bundesliga winning side yeah. under Matthias Sommer. Yeah. Um, they were depleted of all talent. They, and the reason for this is because they could not afford anyone because of the of, of the money issues. Yeah. So this makes even more impressive what he did at Dortmund um, by the year 2013. So you're looking at five years later. Yeah. Everything that he did was built off of his youth. Yep. and was built off of small purchases. Yep. And on the 2010-2011 uh, season, Dortmund finished uh, first place in the Bundesliga, 75 points. They lost five matches. They yep. conceded 22 goals yep. and uh, scored 67. The next year, they actually did better. Yep. They lost three matches out of 34. Yep. They only conceded 25. They scored 80. That's plus 55 goal differential. Won the title by eight points over Bayern Munich. No one does that in Germany. Yep. Um, Klopp did that. That's back-to-back. Yeah. 2012-13, he lines up this lineup in the Champions League final. And remember, his uh, Mario Götze has already signed with Bayern Munich at this time. So mm-hmm. club says, you know what? Fuck you. You're going to sign for them. You ain't playing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're taking the best player, the best player off of Borussia Dortmund and benching him for the Champions League final. But here's what you have. You have Weidenfeller, Piszczek, Subotic, Hummels, Schmelzer, Benda, Gundogan, Blazikowski, Marco Reus, yeah. Kevin Grosskreutz, and Robert Lewandowski, who is arguably the best striker in the world today. I said arguably, not definitely, but yeah. arguably the best striker in the world today. Yeah. Um, where where, where uh, Dortmund, comparing them to 2017-2018 uh, Liverpool, position for position, um, it's it's a very even matchup because you have certain strengths uh, in, in certain places. Uh, Marco Royce and Mohamed Salah is a fantastic uh, winger matchup. I mean, that's if you're if you're going to fantasy book here or FIFA play FIFA, whatever you're doing, um, that just excites me to see who would who would who would get the the the, the you know a healthy Marco Royce, obviously not the uh, triple guy that we're used to uh, yeah. nowadays. Um, the chemistry though is where those those guys came up together, and this is the only difference I see right now between Liverpool and Dortmund is that those guys all came up from. 2010, 2011, back into 2009, yeah. together. They made a pact, which they obviously broke much later, but they made a pact that they were never going to split. They were going to be at Dortmund for you know seven, eight, nine years, yeah. win 10 Bundesliga titles. They had uh, developed 
uh, in the same system, whereas you have uh, with Liverpool, many, many players uh, in the starting 11 have come in since Klopp got there and had to learn his system, had to uh, figure it out. Uh, as as uh, Aaron said just a little while ago, Robertson's learning on the fly. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Marcel Schmelzer came in. He, he, he learned, you know, these guys by 2013, he was under Klopp's system for five, six years at that point. So it would be an interesting matchup. Um, I think uh, talent for talent, I think Liverpool has a small edge. I think chemistry-wise, though, Borussia Dortmund as uh, the 2012-2013 squad, that's what we'll go with since mm-hmm. we're three years in, they hold an advantage in that area simply because those players as a core and as a unit yeah. uh, had played together in that system exactly. at that point for three, four, and five years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, you, you said in your article, um, I'm just reading from this uh, from this section called uh, Liverpool Rebuild Begins as the normal one comes to Anfield. You said Kloppo inherited a side that was miles away in terms of being in contention for a league title. This was primarily because of a horrid transfer policy during the Brendan Rodgers era, meaning Rodgers himself was perhaps not the primary issue. There are still those who subscribe to the notion it was FSG's fault, not Rodgers. So then now I'm going to get the rest of the the guys to come in on this discussion right now. Now, starting against West Ham um, this last weekend, there wasn't a single person from 2013-2014 Liverpool season that started that game. Right. Not one. So... Really, this team is unto his own image. We're starting to see it now, right? Absolutely, I, I, and I love to see it. The transformation has been has been wonderful. I, I looked back at the uh, of from when he took over and like the the players that he's just absolutely got rid of, and and like he he walked in and he's like Jordan Ibe, you're out, and and we got 15 million for him, where as he was kind of. Uh, he was kind of playing here and there for for Rogers, and yeah. so I I love to see the transformation, and 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 I trust I trust him on his transfers. He hasn't he hasn't ever made a transfer yet that we're like, oh man, he completely screwed it. Yeah, it, it has happened. He's been he's been on point with almost every single one. Yeah, um, if you if you look at the if you look at the comparison from a squad to squad perspective, um, uh, Credi he 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 addressed some of those points in his in his discourse in this article as well as just in his podcast, of course. Um, some changes, of course, uh, he didn't really have that much goalkeeper issues um, at at Dortmund. Weidenfeller was experienced. He was reliable. I wouldn't really say that he was the best goalkeeper in the world, uh, but he wasn't no, dropping no. clangers or anything like that. So um, interestingly, now he, he joined Dortmund on a free. <laughs> yes. He, yes. He joined yes, Dortmund he on, on, a, on a free. So goalkeeping, I think, was pretty much okay for them. Now, defense. Defense is where... Uh, Dortmund's uh, outshines Liverpool. Um, yes, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, uh, but as you said, you know, um, there's lots more. Uh, they had, they they were they were used to playing um, uh, uh, with each other. So um, yes. Schmelzer, uh, Piszczek, is it how I pronounce his name? I forget his name. Uh, yeah, Piszczek. Piszczek. Uh, Piszczek. Yeah, Lucas Piszczek. Lucas Piszczek. Yep. Uh, who else? Hummels. Uh, Nevin Subotic, uh, Max Hummel, and, and Marcel Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, there's no denying that, you know, man-to-man... Okay, we have VVD now. Okay, so he's... 
our hum- Hummels, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Who would you? Maybe, who, but who Hummels, you, is, uh, Hummels is a, a guy who's the quarterback of the uh, defense. You can see that uh, on the German national side as well as you can see it uh, from then at that time. Bayern, uh, excuse me. Uh, Bruce Dortmund, now Bayern Munich. Uh, Mats Hummels is a world-class center back. Uh, yeah. uh, VVD is, is certainly on the way to that, but, you, you know, until you've won a Champions League, until you've yeah, won, uh, 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 well, Hummels hasn't won a Champions League yet. He's played in the final, but he's, you know, he's won a World Cup. He's done, he's up there in the top five in the world discussion. So I, 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 I Kalos's comparison is Virgil van Dijk, but he's he's not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. Then we have, of course, Matip and Lovren. Um, Lovren, love, of course, there's been you know a lot of criticism for Lovren. A lot of people don't like him and you know put a lot, uh, ready to hurl abuse around his way. Um, he has looked a better player since VVD has come in. He looks looks a lot more confident as well. Um, so it, it looks like he might come good after all. Matip, I think he's the one that I feel that you know he could be. I expected a lot of lot from him. Um, I'm not sure whether that's an unfair expectation. Uh, Stan, what's your what's your view on Matip? He came from Schalke. What could you expect? You know. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, critty, Jesus. Um, <clears throat> as as far as my views on uh, Matip, he's been stable. Um, he hasn't been the greatest. He hasn't exactly had the best positioning at times. Right. Again, I think he was. Earlier in the campaign, he was uh, overcompensating for Lovren's mishaps. Yeah. Um, he yesterday, for example, as as far as like the here and now, I thought he played a decent match. He he wasn't exactly put in possession uh, position to be threatened yeah. at all. Um, I thought when it was just you know when Arapovich was breaking or uh, you know, he, he wasn't even involved in the Antonio goal. So, uh, you know, he was just, he he almost had like a James Milner like performance in that he was. No, I'm sorry. He had a Genie Wijnaldum performance on the back line. I'm sorry. He was he was almost ghost in the back line. He wasn't exactly involved. Mm-hmm. Never in the wrong position, but also didn't make any mistakes as well. Um, nothing to exactly shine or take away from his overall performance. Sometimes if you are just uh, and remember, it's a big ass pitch, and there's ten outfield players. So sometimes your positioning is crucial, and to be not caught out of position mm-hmm. is more important than than sliding in and making you know blocks on breakaway goals, what have you. So uh, I want to root for Matip. I want him to be a better defender, though, as well. Uh, I feel like there's. <sighs> And I'm not approaching this in an analytical sense. I'm just sensing that there's another gear that he has. Yeah. There's something blocking it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Um, he's very poor on second uh, second chances, second, second chance balls. balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trash at that. He's not exactly great at marking on corners. But in open play, he's actually very good, very good positionally. Yep. So um, that... I, He's almost there, you know. Just like everyone else, he's almost there. I, if I were to give him an overall out of ten rating, I give him a six point five. Okay, on the, okay, it's it probably somewhere in mid in midfield on um, where the this Liverpool side then starts to show a lot more of his qualities um, compared to to Dortmund. I'm saying this very tentatively now because I've got BVB expert Kudi on the other on the other line. Um, but I mean, they had uh, Shinji Kagawa, they had Nuri Sahin, and Mario Götze. 
Um, and we have, we of course have our fabulous uh, trio. Would that be a, a good don't comparison forget, between wait, the three? Wait, don't forget Gundogan. And Gundogan. Uh, who, who, well, we, who do we have that say that's a matchup to, to Gundogan in our current squad? No one really. Yeah. No I, I think, you know, if, if you were to line up, so Dortmund played with the 4 2 3 1 under Klopp, uh, especially in, in that 20, 2012 2013 season mostly. Um, they played with two sixes. They played with uh, Sven Bender yep. uh, as a six, and they played with Gundogan as a six. Yep. And Ilke Gundogan is a fantastic player. I mean, he's, he's so that, that's that, he's that's brilliant. the Hendo, that's the Hendo, Ginny, Emre, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Liverpool's going to line up in their four three three. You know, if it, this is you know Klopp's, Klopp versus Klopp in this particular case, you're going to have a four two three one versus a four three three. Yeah. Um, that's. Uh, I, 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 I hate to, I you know I can't find I can't find three midfielder combination that's currently maybe when Navikeda comes in but if you're if I'm starting Gundogan Bender and then Royce or Goetze because Royce played the number ten mm. that that midfield is loaded I mean absolutely loaded um, and that's where that's the that's the position of the pitch where I think Dortmund outshines us the most. Uh, if you look at midfield versus midfield. Mm, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's no combination of Wijnaldum, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Henderson, Milner. You can throw all of them out there, but mm. you're talking about Gundogan, world-class. Royce, world-class. Goetze, world-class. Um, you know, Sven Bender, German mm. international. Uh, you've got, uh, I, I just, you know, I'm not seeing it. Nuri Shaheen, he played for Real Madrid. He was mm. a big, he was a big deal at that time. And then you said Shinji Kagawa, who we all know went to Manchester United, based on his performances at Liverpool. Mm. Also, World Cup performer for J- Japanese national team. Yeah. Um, that's a stacked midfield, Joe. I mean, that is a stacked midfield. True. True. Yeah. They they also they also didn't play with true wingers like we do with Salah no. and Mane. So, yeah, that's I mean, true. It's, they, they they definitely played more in the midfield and yep. and definitely that was that was a huge strength for them. So Correct. I mean the the system's a little bit different, but very similar in, in ways still. Okay, that, that the wing yeah. the wing position the wing position is where Liverpool outshines Dortmund a hundred times to zero. Which you had Kevin Grosskreutz on the one wing, which they list him as left wing, and Jakob Blazikowski on the right wing. Yeah. While Mane and Sa- and Salah would eat their lunch. I mean. Yeah. All, all week long. I mean, that that that's a complete mismatch uh, yeah. from from set go. I mean, so that's this is where this is where Liverpool makes up offensively uh, because those those front three, as we've already sung their praises a million times tonight. Yeah. Um, Lewandowski's uh, a great player, uh, but he himself he by himself is not going to get the goal production that uh, Liverpool's combined three are going to get. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about okay. Uh, There's another section that you talked about: uh, return to Premier League relevancy in the Champions League. I'm gonna maybe turn this topic a little bit on its head and talking about tactical relevancy. Okay, um, obviously we know uh, Klopp's uh, Gergen pressing philosophy, which he popularized in the uh, at uh, in the Bundesliga. Um, and basically, as you've said here, requires all outfield players to press the opposition immediately after being dispossessed. This style of play is highly aggressive and can be dangerous if everyone is not in sync operating as a unit. 
again, even in this game after West Ham, um, uh, Klopp said he told them he's told his players to stay angry with the rest of the world. Stay angry with the rest. Of the world. That's the title of this podcast, anyway. By the way, stay angry with the rest of the world. Stay, stay angry. Stay aggressive. Stay greedy. There's another word that he tends to use. Stay greedy. Okay. Yeah. How, um, Aaron? How do you think, in your opinion? Do you see Klopp modifying um, his philosophy, his Gergen pressing philosophy, um, for relevancy in the Premier League? Seeing how now there are teams who've sort of figured out how to beat Liverpool through defensive blocks, and there's also some teams that don't know how to play this way, like City, and then we, we you know, it becomes a seven goal, eight goal thriller. Do you think Klopp is slowly starting to learn? this way as well and then adapting his philosophy to meet these these different uh, scenarios i don't think i know and you can see that um and i talked about andy robertson learning on the go but in, in a way Klopp, you can see year on year he's been here he's learning you know i don't know the last time i've heard him and he just bothered me when he did it but he would complain about the whole structure fixture and, and, and how that was piled up and i think in england they called it um thick and fast which always seemed like a porn hub uh, title but the thick and fast thing is like yeah, yeah I, I think he's starting to realize this is the premier league you know we don't have breaks we don't this we gotta i gotta rotate i gotta i gotta play smart and play my tactical situations in a bright way and he's definitely learning that um and i don't you know i, I think maybe clubs maybe last season thought that oh we know how to beat liverpool i don't know if you can say that now because teams that we were losing to last season whether it was bournemouth west ham unfortunately southampton Whatever, all those teams were being this year. West Brom was a situation, but we, we're, we're beating those teams now. And, and personally, going into those games, I don't really have any kind of worry. I don't, because I feel like we've figured out ways, without Catino, by the way, let's remember that, yeah. to break these teams That's down, right. um, be creative, get goals, play good defensively, which I think continues to be something we're missing yeah. collectively, because our defense has improved. I don't care what anybody says, it's, it's improved. Yeah. The stats probably support that as well. But, no, I think that's a great question, Joe. And I think, yes, he's definitely um, found a way to, to, to make that work. Um, Champions League and, and Premier League are two different competitions. But I think yeah. all in all, we can see the fruits of, of the labor of the team and the manager, coaching staff. So Okay. I, I want to move on to the next point. So, um, list, dear listeners, uh, again, I can't recommend this article enough. Three-year status check on uh, Jürgen Klopp's Liverpool. Go and read it on our website, www.foresight.com. It's a, it's a great uh, piece written by Critty. So go and read it. Okay. Um, I'm going to start uh, closing off uh, on this last point. Uh, so obviously there's there's a dogfight for, for second. Uh, Manchester United has f- pulled off that uh, uh, victory against uh, Chelsea um, yesterday. Um, so it's 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 going to go all the way to the end. Mourinho himself has said that it's, it's probably going to go all the way to the end. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. Does it really matter whether we finish second or not? We, still ha- we are still in the Champions League. I think, as we've said in previous shows, we're in with a fair shout on that. On our day, um, we can beat anyone. Um, so, where do you see... How, how, do you see this, how do you see this second place finish panning out? We're just two, we're just two points away now from, from uh, United. Uh, Critty? Um... It is huge for confidence reasons. Uh, it, it, you know, if you finish above your rivals, uh, you know, obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna get past City. There's no reason to to even discuss that. No one else is either. But 
Um, we've turned the corner. We beat them. We're the only loss they have this season. So that's one thing to hang your hat on. And secondly, we get the direct match against United uh, in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we get a chance to go to Old Trafford, beat them, take the three points, show Mourinho how bus parking where it gets him in real life. <laughs> and, you know, then we're one point up on them uh, and you have a psychological advantage. Now you, you've drawn them once and you beat them at their house. Um, finishing second would be a, a, a huge confidence boost going into the offseason for uh, the uh, 2017-2018 Champions League winners, Liverpool, because we'll have that trophy. And then we'll actually now set our sets, our goals on the uh, Premier League uh, next season. Yeah. And yeah, I am that confident that we're going to win that competition. But what's going to be... Key, uh, key is the fact that we can rest our players uh, due to the huge aggregate we have on Porto, so we can go in with a full squad at Old Trafford, uh, going you know coming off of that match. So it's, you know the club can rest some players. He doesn't have to go in full force. Mm-hmm. He knows that we're in through to the quarterfinals. And basically, if you finish ahead of Spurs, Chelsea, and Tot- uh, and, and United, mm. it is a major psychological advantage to know one other key fact. Yes, Pep Guardiola won the title this year. But if there's one manager who had, knows how to beat Pep Guardiola going back to the Bundesliga days, it's Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. His time is coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, gave, the, we gave them the, w, uh, the, the loss uh, this season as well. Yes, I believe I did. A, I think I did a stat search on this, but I think that Jurgen Klopp is one of the only managers in the world that holds a winning record over Pep Guardiola. Okay, we know that Arsenal have given up the ghost. Jeez. Uh, after this uh, Carabao Cup final against City, I hear terms like gutless, uninspired, creatively devoid, technically incompetent. Um, in fact, he was, did, I'm not sure whether you saw that game, he was trolled, Arsene Wenger was trolled by the fourth official Graham Scott for injury time. Graham Scott actually only held up for three minutes or something. And um, when Wenger went up to him and asked him why there wasn't more on the uh, more injury time on the clock, uh, Scott actually told him, "Why do you want more time?" Oh God! <laughs> wow, that's that's true story. It is. It is true story. And by the way, this is what Thierry Henry. This is what Thierry Henry said. Okay, after this game, if you take the game against Crystal Palace and Everton at home, you're falling apart after 30 minutes. My phone was ringing all over the place. Oh my God! You should see the game amazing and i'm like i want to get excited i want to go like oh yeah we're back on track and then you get the bournemouth game and and then you get the swansea game and i'm like i'm like okay wait wait, let's then see and then we got the game in midweek and then today it's it's it's, you find yourself in a situation where you want to get excited but you cannot really get excited too much you can't shout too 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 loud because you're like okay some at one point someone's gonna say have you seen your team yesterday and so you, you, you go back into your shell and it's kind of annoying. It's like a turtle. You put your head out, you look, you go, you go <laughs> yeah. back in. It's, it's kind of a weird one because I, I'm not going to, you guys know what I, what I think about, about Arsenal, but then after you need to go back to be also honest and talk about what you see. And at the minute is you see greatness sometimes and more often than not, you, you, you don't see it. And, and it's annoying because they can match any team on their day. But they can also lose against any team on their bad day. And, and, and you win trophies. Now we're talking about the league, eh? because they want the, you win the league by being consistent, by being good for at least you need to be good for 33 games. The other five, 
you might lose two, three times or have four draw or whatever, whatever it is. But you need to be good and consistent for 33 at the very least. If not, you're not going to win this league. Oh, we've seen teams that have won it before in the past like that. But on average, that's what you need to do. And so it's very painful for me as an Arsenal man to see that because, because the worst part in, in football sometimes is not being able to compete. I think anyone can understand you lose a final, they were better than you, yeah. but you tried and at the mm -hmm. beginning of the season you, you have expectation. But I think with the Arsenal fans, when I speak to them, they're like, we kind of know at the beginning of the season that we're not going to compete. And that's the thing that with me also pains me a bit because I don't associate that with Arsenal. That's what I mean, at the beginning of the season it's, it's about winning the league for me in my head. And, and they're far from it at the minute and it, it is a bit annoying, but as a, as a as a fan and, and a guy that believes like that, you, you, you want to believe that everything is going to turn around, but Thierry? it becomes more difficult. <laughs> That's Thierry Henry with a superbly amazing takedown of Arsenal. I've written them off, so then they're, they're not nowhere in this, in this conversation. So it's really going to be Manchester United, Spurs and Chelsea. Chelsea are very erratic. Morata has gone 10 games without scoring, and we know that he's a confidence player. But we also know that he once went 20 games, 20 matches without scoring. This was when he was playing for Juve in 2015-2016. Okay. Uh, Spurs are still strong. Getting away with dirty dives. Um, uh, Shearer on uh, BBC Match of the Day, I believe, yesterday, he says that every week we're just talking about Dele Alli diving. That's all we're talking about. Okay. Um, and we also know that United are still getting favours from the ref. Okay, Stan. Um, do you think it's important for us to finish second? Will we? Or who's going to give us the toughest, toughest push? Um, well, all right. For starters, I deep in the recesses of my mind, and I'm going to get blasted for this. I still think City will drop points. Deep in the recesses of my mind, I still think we can challenge for the title. I know, I know. It's, it's. Um, Hold on, I'm trying to a find a. I'm trying to find a cricket sound here somewhere. Yeah, I know. I hear it. Tomatoes thrown at you for that, man. No, I, well, dude, what? Are you kidding me? I got blasted for this on uh, BBC's timeline already uh, <laughs> earlier in the campaign. Um, I still think they're going to drop points. I mean, they faced an inadequate, weak, pitiful side today. Uh, I watched all 90 minutes. I watched all 90 minutes of every match today. So um, I'm a little, whatever. Uh, point being is that uh, the Arsenal squad that they faced today had no heart. Aubameyang, Xhaka, uh, wheelchair, none of them. Uh, yeah. Just none of them. Just none of them had... It was a cup final. How dare you grace Wembley with such bullshit? Mm -hmm. um, so whatever. Uh, that's Arsenal for you. Cronky uh, out. Hashtag Cronky out. Hashtag make Arsenal great again. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. And Arsenal... Well, let me introduce you to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. You got him now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Light a torch, boys. Light a torch. I read a, um, I read a tweet saying... Yeah, Orban got the steal of the century with that one. I read a tweet saying mm -hmm. that this is, this is what you get when you panic by. You, they bought Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, but not where they needed to get players, which is their midfield and their defense. Whereas we bought, brought in VVD, and everybody was complaining, but he's not only is he a, uh, you know, putting in good performance himself, but he's elevated everyone else around him. This is just the difference between panic buy and you know patient considered buys so well answer me this about arsenal today uh stan since you watched the game 
what's the difference? What, t- t- tell me the major difference. Because they bought a striker in the summer named Lacazette. Mm. And they bought another mm-hmm. striker in the winter named Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. What, 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 how did, how did, first, how has either of them made them better? But how, so strikers should not have been a position of need since you spent tens of millions of pounds on Lacazette. You spent over a hundred million. You spent over a hundred million pounds between the two. Right, but you have a striker in Aubameyang who is a child, 29-year-old child. He throws temper <laughs> tantrums and skips practice. So tell me, what did you see? What, what do you see? How, how, how are they any better by, by, off by, by buying either one of them, much less two? They're weak in the midfield. Granit Xhaka is hot trash. Um, as far as uh, the uh, nation of Switzerland goes, that, <laughs> that team is ran by, uh, by Jadon Shakiri. It's obvious. Uh, if you've seen any international matches, Shakiri all day. You saw Stoke over the weekend. Shakiri got their only goal. He's a talented, uh, dynamic uh, midfield attacking force. He, just, he does everything. Uh, he plays all over. Um, they are weak in the midfield. Uh, Mesut Ozil, ah, he's stealing money. Mercurial, talented, uh, very creative. I, I said, um, I tweeted this multiple times throughout the campaign. When he and Alexis and Laka were on the pitch at the same time and they played in triangles, they played tiki-taka, it was some of the most beautiful football that you'll ever see. However, with Alexis and Ozil being head cases, essentially, there's no guarantee that you'll know one way or the other uh, whether or not that they'll be able to perform uh, at any given date, period, point blank. Um, they're weak in the midfield. It's just as simple as that. Uh, they, don't have, they, they have no ball providers. They have no creativity. Um, it's like just they're running in straight lines. This is not the arsenal that we grew up with, period. Uh, so for, for me, that's what I saw today. Uh, I didn't see the stats, but I just saw Man City attack after attack after attack. Um, it was a training session. Uh, the commentator for ESPN today even said it. it it's a training session. Yeah. It was the most embarrassing cup final that I have ever seen in my life. And God help me, if I were an Arsenal fan, I would immediately jump on Arsenal TV, Arsenal ha- fan TV, and just rip through everyone. That is so not a link. Here's the question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Just let me get this out real quick mm-hmm. because there's been so much shit talking on Arsenal Wenger, and that is a disgrace. He is by far one of the best managers in PL history, and he still is. He still is. The players that he has out there, and I know that's up to him. He's the gaffer, but it's shit. It is absolute, absolute shit. Oh, I'm sorry, Critty. Go ahead. No, question then. It's a one-word answer. Yes, no. Not maybe. Yes, no. Did Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang make Arsenal better? Fuck no. They should have kept Giroud. <laughs> Giroud was, was the words. best striker. No, that was two words. That was two My words. bad. No. No. <laughs> hey, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I don't no. want to. I don't want to monopolize the rest of this discussion with Arsenal. But I'm just gonna look at the closest competitors. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna strike um, Arsenal out of this line. I'm also going to put a line under Chelsea. I know it's two. They're only two points away from fourth from Spurs. But I'm just going to look at Spurs. I'm going to look at Manchester United. If we look at Spurs. Um. They still have to play Chelsea away and they have to play City uh, as well. So that's Spurs. Um, and, and then you have uh, United. Unite, we have to play United. That's the game, isn't it? 
That yeah, is the fucking game. That's the game. That's it. I think probably, to put it out there, the winner of that game probably finishes, finishes second. Maybe. Uh, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, so just let me uh, say something real quick. Every, uh, Stan was saying, Kronke out. No, keep Kronke in. I want Arsenal to be shit for years to come. <laughs> F- like, f- forget that. I don't want. I don't want. F- I don't want five or six teams competing for for top four. Yeah. Forget them. Like, I want. I want to see him tank. And then people are saying Conte needs to leave. Nah, keep like keep keep him there. Like, if if, if he's if they're gonna have tactical issues and and it's not working out like the like the season where they didn't have any Champions League uh, games and they and they breeze through the. The Premier League, we're playing playing one game a week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I I like to see those teams struggle. Keep Mourinho in. I, I mean, the the guy doesn't play attacking football. He signs Alexis Sanchez, and I see him doing way more defensive work than him ever on the ball. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I and I and I think that that's only gonna only gonna help us. Um, so no, I do I do see us finishing second. Okay. Um, I I. Uh, think that um, we could we could really make a, a, a good push for it, and I I mean there's no chance at finishing first. Sorry, sorry, Stan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that window sailed, but um, but um, no. For uh, it, honestly, it it could be a really good thing for the confidence, just like Critty was saying. Okay. But as well as as transfers, if people see that we're the second best team in the Premier League they're going to also want to come to Liverpool. They're not going to want to go to a, a struggling Chelsea. They're not going to want to go to a, to a Manchester United team that's not attacking. Yep. They're not playing yep. attacking football. Yep. They're going to they're yep. not going to want to go to Arsenal. They're they they don't even know if that same manager is going to be there. Yep. They're going to want to come to us. Yep. Yep. Amen okay. to that. Preach. Okay guys, I'm going to take this in for landing and I'm going to go to Aaron for your closing thoughts, mate. What else do you want to oh, say? That's, what that's else do you want to say to tough, man. It was so much discussed, but real quick, I'll say, I think since we're talking about Arsenal and all that, yeah. I think um, Arsenal Wenger was able to get by for so many seasons of just having that goal of fourth place, winning yeah. a cup here and there. Yeah. This is back to back, no champions. Let's be real; they're not winning the Europa. They're not getting top four. Let's just let's just call it what it is. So um, he's got to go. I agree a lot, Cam. You made a lot of good points, man. It was good to hear you say those things. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, Stan, I'm with you, believe it or not, on the... Now, I don't think we'll win the league, but I do think City will drop some points here and there. As great as they are to lose to a Wigan team like that, it's just unacceptable. I don't care what the... You can say they didn't have a strong... City's B team is just as good as their their, their first team, so I don't want to hear that they didn't have so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. But yeah, just moving forward, second is is where we need to be. And you asked the question earlier of who the teams that give us competition. I don't count Tottenham in that. They just got by Crystal Palace by cheating. I don't count them. I don't count Chelsea. I count, unfortunately, United. That's that's who it's going to be about. Because say what you want about Mourinho, he gets results when he needs to get them. Even in Sevilla, that's that's a boring game. The game today was boring. But he's getting the results that he wants. Yeah. I don't think he really cares about what the fans think. I, I just don't. I, I think he's that ship is scared, has sailed. I don't think he cares about what the fans think. He's there to do a job. He's there to get results. Yeah. He's getting that more or less, and he's in second. So that's that's what we need to top is Man United. Yeah. And while it hurts slightly to to see them to beat Chelsea today, we got to handle our business. You know, as long <laughs> as we're winning and doing what we got to do, we got a pretty favorable quote unquote schedule coming up. Yeah. Um, which really means they're all tough games for yeah. Liverpool. Most of those games are bogey teams yeah. for us. So yeah. we got to do, yeah. do what we're doing. But at the end of the day, it's really about 
United. I don't. Do any of you guys really rate Chelsea or Tottenham? I mean, be be honest. You, you don't. So it's, it's United, right. and, and that's it. <laughs> okay, right. we we really have to end this show. Thanks, guys, very much. Uh, it was a great uh, it was a great end. Um, I hope you guys are strapped in, seated tightly, because hey, we are going to go for blast off. Thank you very much, uh, Aaron, Critty, Stan, Cameron, and thank you very much, listeners, for joining me on this show. And uh, hope to talk to you soon. Let's keep the good times rolling. Take care. This is Joe saying. Over and out. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my man's in them. We gon' blast off. Bad boy, nigga. And we don't stop. Come on to the top. Blast off. Yeah. Yo, hey yo, I take it up top for my peeps. Cracks in their cheeks, don't sleep till they six feet deep. No lacks on my tracks, they potent. Fuck homicide, I'ma ride, keep smoking. I keep smoking till the bullshit filter. Like cigarettes, depth came through, killed you. When I swerve, hit nerves. Number one contenders, I put them on injured reserve. And everybody know what's golden. Matter of fact, platinum, all the strap for molding. Once I explode, then I burn up the voting. Who's around the globe, the cops thinking it's stolen. Understand, the world's in my hand. G death in the scan, no stunt. Bitch, play the front. And I'ma show you how to lay back. Do a buff while you puff on the sack. Cause yo, I'm about to blast off. Straight to the chase. Cause everybody know what's the case. And yo, I'm about to blast off. Straight to the point. And yo, yo, light another joint. Yo, nigga, I'm a blast off. Right to the top, and yo, no, I ain't gonna stop, yo, nigga, I'm a blast off, straight to the dome, you with them in the bad boy zone, yo, yo, huh? Who's a nigga harder than me? On the books, make it known how this squattering be. Like Damn, this. curry ain't the shit, put the name in your mouth. Got it different, you ain't knowing what you're talking about. Busting open the mouth, catch me. I'm feeling for whoever tests me. Pity for whoever second guess me. Know how to man then, as real as it get. Feeling my shit, straight through the ceiling with this. Bet your block, love it. Find me only with the grimy. Gutters of the street where my mind be. Way the game get you is ill. Forever, with you until it fit me to kill. Heat got it with me still. Flip the game over, see me, we be untouched, out like your motherfucking guns bust plow, show shot, hit again, spin it, win, anytime, any place, bitch, I'm about to blast off, yo, I get it poppin', when I rock, yo, it's not stopping. yo, I'm about to blast off, see me at the shows, when I rock, everybody know, and yo, I'm about to blast off, bottles gon' pop, cause when I rock, everybody rock, and yo, I'm about to blast off, straight to the top, cause everybody know this is hot, and yo, son, I'm about to blast off, like a Astronaut. Niggas don't wanna see a nigga blast the Glock. Niggas don't wanna see a nigga flash the rocks. A pop up in the flashy drop. Motherfucker, niggas know me. Wounds a gunslinger. Fuck fighting a nigga, I'm using one finger. Catch one of you rat cats in a humdinger. Some niggas get shot living, become singers. Expect to die. I'd rather sit in the chair, electrified, and stand here and testify. But other than that, though, we never get caught. But we George Jefferson walk. Got a federal 
report. We getting bread in New York, peanut better than sports. So whatever you thought, you could use whatever support. But I think it's best you go ahead and just walk. They had a cop find traces of letting him fall. I'm about to blast off, straight to the chase. Cause everybody know what's the case. And yo, I'm about to blast off, straight to the point. And yo, yo, light another joint, yo. Nigga, I'm a blast off, right to the top. And yo, no, I ain't gonna stop, yo. Nigga, I'm a blast off, straight to the dome. You went to in the bad boy zone.